What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you find work in any industry with just one interview at Express. You have a connection to endless jobs, whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job. Choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit expresspros.com today to find a location near you. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio, or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Wind down with Jana Kramer, an iHeartRadio podcast. On today's Wine About It Thursday therapy, we have Karen Eilaber, and she is a board certified urologist, um, and she's got a board certification in female pelvic medicine and reconstructive surgery and has over 20 years of experience taking care of women um, most intimate needs. She's also a professor of urology and I can never say that word, obestrix. <laughs> I should know this as a woman in gynecology at Cedar sinai Medical Center. Um, so she is full of knowledge. She also has a book out called A Woman's Guide to Her Pelvic Floor. What the frick? F-U-C-K, is going on down there. I love it. Let's get her on. Hey, girl, I'm Jana. Hi, Karen. Nice to meet you. Welcome to Wind Down. I was just, I was reading your breakdown. So I've been obviously going to the gynecologist, you know, whenever what what started, what, when do you usually start? 16, 17, 18, around that time? Yeah. I still cannot say the first part of that. Obese, oh, oh, what? What? How do you obstetrics? say that? <laughs> obstetrics. I'm like, why is that so hard? Obst- obstetrics. That's why everybody yeah. says OB-GYN. <laughs> yeah. OB-GYN. Right. That's like literally. What, what is even obstetrics? Obstetrics. Yeah, so obstetrics is actually like delivering babies. 
Oh. And then the gynecology, like, so the obstetrics is the pregnancy and delivering. And then the gynecology is really just anything vagina. Okay. So you do, you do that and the urology? So I do not deliver babies. I'm a urologist and I have subspecialty training in urogynecology. So I do like all bladder and vagina surgery. So like if your bladder is falling if you, or if you're incontinent or we take care of a lot of female sexual dysfunction. So anything in the vaginal area that has nothing to do with babies, I will take care of. What is, what, what female dysfunction things are you referring to when you say that? So some women can have um, pain with intercourse because mm. they have like two, their pelvic muscles are too tight. Um, some people actually have nerve disorders. Um, unfortunately, you can have a very traumatic vaginal delivery that causes nerve damage, um, but also hormonal changes like with perimenopause and menopause or surgical changes. So there can be a lot of, um, unfortunately, causes of pain with intercourse for women. So my mom, I remember, I'll never forget it because I went to the doctors with her because she thought she was pregnant. And it was when she was 34 years old and she was actually going through menopause. So she wasn't pregnant and yeah, she was, her doctor was like, no, you're, you're in menopause. And she's like, I'm 34 years old. So yeah, since early. that, yeah, since that moment, I'm like, oh my God, I have to have kids early because I'm going to go through menopause at the same time because they say that it can be genetic um, I mean, obviously I've had kids. I'm, I'm now 39, still have not. Well, I don't know. I'll ask you that, but, um, you know, I've, I've had kids. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I had my, I had my son at 35, but I, that always like freaked me out. And I'm like, how, how did she get menopause that early? Like, is that, is that like, is that super rare or like, cause I've always wondered that. I mean, it's not that common. They used to use the term primary ovarian insufficiency, or ovarian failure. Now they like to say primary ovarian insufficiency. And some people can actually get it back. I mean, it could mm. be like an illness. It could be like a lot of stress, but I have known women who have literally stopped having periods and then, you know, did meditation, other things, fix any health, like, like let's hear a thyroid is off. That might make your period stop. But um, that happens actually in a very small, small percent of women. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. I um Cause it was about it was last winter. I completely skipped my period. And I'm like, that has never happened. I mean, girl, I am like 26 days, like on like the mark. The only thing that's changed with my periods is after I had my second son, it's like, I'm like, is this normal how much I bleed? Like it's, it's a, it's a lot. Yeah. And I know that's like massive TMI, but for the girls listening, <laughs> the guys, maybe this is not like your, yeah. <laughs> or if you want to have some knowledge, sure. But this one, but yeah, it was just like, I, I remember going in going like, I'm, I'm kind of scared. Like, I, I think I'm losing too much blood. And she's like, well, this is actually very common after kids. And, yeah. you know, you're getting older, your periods are changing. And I'm like, whoa. But then it was, yeah, last winter, I took a pregnancy test because I was like, I think I might be pregnant because I'm like, I missed my period. And then I wasn't, so I called my doctor. I'm like, it's been like, I mean, I'm on like day 40. I still have not had my, like, what is going on? And she's like, well, you you probably missed, it's it's called like a missed period. I'm like, I never even heard of that too. I'm like, what is like, so then we did some blood work, but they didn't really find anything. So I'm like, is that is that super common? Uh, again, I mean, skipping a period here and there is not uncommon, especially like stress. Are you still nursing? Oh, no. My kids are seven and four. Yeah. Um, I mean, it can happen, but yeah, skip missing a period here and there is not. Am I unusual. going through menopause? 
Probably not if they checked everything. Okay. Because peri is the beginning of menopause, right? Like, aren't we all in perimenopause when we hit 40? I mean, statistically speaking, yes, probably. Um, <gasps> but, you know, symptoms of perimenopause, but that's why it's much harder for a 40-year-old woman to get pregnant than a 35-year-old woman, you know, because mm-hmm. unfortunately we're like on the downhill <laughs> after 35. Um, but perimenopause, typically people will start having symptoms like, you know, difficulty sleeping, hot flashes, but the perimenopause can go on for a long time. So by definition, menopause is when you don't have a period for 12 consecutive months. So let's say you went 10 months, no period, then you had a period, you're not actually menopausal yet. Mm, Okay. Got it. What, for the, the pelvic area, what is the most, what's the question that women are always kind of embarrassed to say or ask about? Um, (sighs) women are really embarrassed to ask that. I mean, is what I look like down there normal? Am I a normal uh, size? Is my odor normal? You know, there is, mm. cause these are things that we don't ever talk about, you know, which is why like my colleagues and I wrote this book, like a woman's guide to her pelvic floor subtitle, what the F is going on down there, because yeah. we see a lot of very educated, smart women who just don't know. And it's because we've never told women about these things, right? You have one health class, maybe somewhere in junior high and you learn some very basic things, but other than that, you were on your own to figure out what your birth control options were, right? What is a normal period? What, I mean, every time sex is brought up, it's negative. Either you can get pregnant, right? Or you can get an infection. Sex is never like, oh, maybe you should do it, you know, so you can enjoy yourself type of thing. Right. So I think that also, um, I mean, women are embarrassed to ask a lot of things, you know, just mm-hmm. intimate questions like, you know, is it normal that you know, my orgasm isn't as good as it was before I had babies. I mean, there's all sorts of things. So I, the reason I can't really answer your question is probably the question they're the most embarrassed to ask. They're not asking. Sure. Yeah. I think, I think the one that I always get really embarrassed on is like, if it was having weird discharge, like even just like saying that and then like, yeah, like comes with it. Cause it's like certain things like, I used to have a yeast issue. So I'm like, I always get yeast infections and like, I didn't realize it was the soaps that I was sensitive to the soaps that I was using that had like the fragrance in it. So I was like, all right, you know, I, then I looked into this, but I, I didn't, I was embarrassed to ask it. So I was Googling like, you know, odor, all these things. And then this, I saw this one um, website where it was like, you know, do boric acid and mm-hmm. apple something. And, and it had like an actual cleanser. So I was like, oh, thank God. Okay. And like, so like I got that, but it was like, I was even embarrassed. I'm like, my doctor, why didn't I trust my doctor to like ask that and say that, you know, it's, it's so. Well, cause, it, cause I think like, there's a part of every person that they fear that if they ask the question, the doctor looks at you like, I've never heard of that before. Right. <laughs> right? Like you don't really want to be like a dinner party or talking to your girlfriends, you know? Yeah. You know, like when you cough or you laugh and you wet your pants and you're waiting for him to go. Yeah. And like, nobody says anything. Right. <laughs> You're like, you really don't want to no. be that girl. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm. What is um something that in your, you know, your studies and your years of doing what you do, is there something that has stumped you that's go, oh, wow, I don't know the answer to that? Um, I've been doing it. I'm sure there was along the way. I've been doing this for like over 20 years. So there's not yeah. a lot of things that I haven't seen. There is always something that kind of stumps sure. you, but those are very unusual. But I think that people would be surprised at how few things 
do stump specialists like me because I think general urologists, general gynecologists, I think for the most part, um, just aren't necessarily interested in this stuff that my colleagues and I do. And not because they don't like taking care of women, but, you know, it's more fun to deliver babies and, you know, to take care of discharge per se, or um, also you have to have specialized training to take care of women if they have incontinence. But it's so satisfying because I can't tell you like how many times I've seen a woman who she just cries out of relief to know that she's not the only one who's experiencing Mm. these things. Right. Hey there. Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is celebrating by highlighting some cool AAPI-owned brands like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. I mean, I love that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. It's important. But you know what? The best reason to check out these brands is that they're just really awesome. Seriously, you need to check them out. And you know what else? You have a great opportunity to open up access to college for AAPI students and help them succeed by donating to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. You can donate online or just round up your purchase at Macy's when you check out. So do what you can to help. Join Macy's and round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA scholars. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. You wake up with a sore throat and a low grade fever. You know you're getting sick. Your choices are, well, get sicker and miss work hope to see a doctor this week, or sit hours in a crowded urgent care waiting room. Nope, not me. I have a smarter option. Because listen, as a mom, we cannot afford to get sick. So therefore, moms, I got something for you. My medical emergency kit. When you get your own medical emergency kit, you just match your symptoms to the doctor-recommended prescription in your kit. No waiting to see the doctor. You get well faster. This is not a first aid kit. It's like having an urgent care in your home. It includes doctor-prescribed meds to treat over 39 medical issues like COVID, strep throat, pneumonia, all kinds of infections, including UTIs and many more. Plus a doctor's guide so you'll know exactly which med to take and how. As a working mom of three, like I said, I cannot afford to get sick and I definitely don't have hours to spend in the urgent care waiting room. My medical emergency kit brings me peace of mind. It makes me feel so much better knowing I can be prepared for whatever might come up. And also with a young little baby, I gotta stay healthy. I recently used the anti-nausea medication included in the kit. I was shocked by how much better I felt after taking it. The instructions in the kit are super clear and easy to understand. And I'm so glad I have my medical emergency kit on hand. Every home should have at least one medical emergency kit. Order yours online in minutes. Your kit will be rushed to your door. Get 15% off at twc.health slash Jana and use promo code Jana. That's promo code Jana at twc.health slash Jana. So I've recently got some boots in the mail that I had to try because I'm a boot girl. I love boots, but wow, I'm never going back to Kova's you guys. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. Tacova's has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. 
All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by our local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather and custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's tacovas, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots. I saw something in one of the questions, but it was like, like vibrators. I mean, like, Mm -hmm. is that, is that a cause for things that, you know, can be problematic for, for the pelvic area? They can be problematic, but they're probably more beneficial. So I actually recently had a case where, um, it was one of the suction vibrators I think was just too strong. And so, (laughs) and you know, the clitoris has this crazy concentration of nerve endings And I think it was so strong that like for weeks afterwards, she would have symptoms. So that's pretty unusual. But for the most part, especially if you're not sexually active with a partner on a regular basis, I think it's really good to use a vibrator. So one of our research projects that we've done um, has shown that regular use of a vibrator, whether a woman used it to orgasm or not, was beneficial for things like pelvic pain, pain with intercourse, incontinence. Um, because you're increasing blood flow to the pelvis when you're aroused. So if you're not sexually active, then it's good to use a vibrator on a regular basis. Oh, see, something we wouldn't know. Right. So, so when so when your partner sees your vibrator in your bed stand or your nightstand, you can just say, my doctor recommended it. <laughs> <laughs> we love that. I mean, it's like, that's what sometimes like, you know, the glass of wine. I'm like, it was doctor recommended exactly. for me to the chill the F out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But, you know, I think that's also... Um, when you're asking about what people are embarrassed about, we just don't really normalize sexuality specifically for women. So as a urologist, I take care of men and women, right? And we talk about Viagra all the time and erectile dysfunction. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's an everyday conversation, but we don't talk about female sexual dysfunction because, you know, traditionally, if a woman enjoys sex, you must be something wrong. You must be like some kind of whore or slut or something, right? It's not just because it could be the equivalent of males enjoying it. And we really have not paid as much attention as we should to female sexual dysfunction, right? So women who have had bad sexual experiences or they have conditions like endometriosis that cause pain and they can't enjoy sex and no one has helped them with the pain, you know, it can cause a lot of stress in her life and also in her relationships. Yeah, I have a friend that has like a very like how her I don't know what it is, but it's how it's shaped. It's like she has so much pain when she has sex. So like that that caused a big issue in her marriage because she didn't want to have sex. She's like, it hurts. Like, I don't want to do it. And then it's like, well, obviously the, the husband wants to have sex, you right. know, so it's like trying to, you know, figure that balance out. It's like it's it's embarrassing, but it's also like there are uh, resources to to be okay, right? Or to get better. There are, but again, back to what are you embarrassed about? Who, I think that most women wouldn't even know off the top of their head what doctor to call to discuss Mm. her female sexual issues. You know, that's already embarrassing as it is. And you're, you know, you're really kind of being a little open because you're seeking care because it's causing stress in your relationship. And sex isn't everything in a relationship, but having that level of intimacy 
I think is necessary, you know, for most couples. But it, you know, you think about seeing like a sex therapist, which is more like you'd consider like a, you know, a psychologist, a therapist. Um, you don't really realize that there are people who deal with the physical causes of pain with intercourse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I get some hate because I, I promoted a vibrator on my page, but I'm like, I'm all about just self-love. Like, yes, I'm very happy in my relationship and we have a great sex life, but like also, you know, like it's Listen, okay. Sometimes, and I, sometimes you're in the mood for chocolate, sometimes you're in the mood for vanilla, but they're both good. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, I'm like, why are like women hating on me for posting about something that I'm like, I'm just trying to like give you all a great code for right. something that because like could... men never masturbate, right? Right. Never. <laughs> Ever. Nope. They, they are just perfect little angels. And, but it's like, I'm like, I, that always baffles me that I'm like, why am I getting hate for something? That's surprising. And why, why would anybody negatively look upon anybody wanting to promote another woman for feeling good? See, that's what I'm talking about. Like, I don't think any man would ever discourage another man from masturbating. Right. I think the, the, the piece that like ties into that is like, um, you know, I talk about my faith a lot and God, I'm like, I, I think my God's okay with it, you know? So I'm like, it's, so it's like those ones that just live by, and I'm, I don't, I don't know the exact like quote or whatever, but I'm like, for me, I'm just like, I, that's the piece of Christianity that I'm just like, you know, I, I think it's okay to, to do that. So I'm like, I shouldn't be condemned one way or the other. And, you know, better than I agree with you I didn't realize it was against anyone's religious beliefs not to I mean yeah I I don't remember because I have like a few of the people are like if if you're a Christian like you shouldn't do that and I'm like well I'm also having sex before I'm married so you know what I mean like I'm already screwed so I'm like "Ah." so everything's out the window (laughs) yeah I'm like I I, I am not a born again I don't know like I'm sorry that's just the one piece I'm like I can't but did you just sit around with your girls and go oh my gosh we have to just write this book to just Normalize. You know what stuff. it was? It was honestly just years of hearing my patients say, you know, I'm so embarrassed to say this, or like, I think it's so funny. I'll literally have just finished a vaginal exam. They're like, you know, I'm embarrassed to say this. I'm like, I literally just had my head like right between your legs. I'm pretty <laughs> sure like all walls are down. You can ask me anything. But you just come to realize that very basic things women were really stressing out about, like your discharge, right? And like, um, if you just understand some basic things, I think you can probably figure things out on your, on your own. You probably have a lot less stress in your life. And also just so that women know that whatever problem you have, there probably is a solution, even though you're embarrassed to ask about it. Right. Is it, you know, I think pineapples for the penis, but is there a food for the vagina that's really good? <laughs> isn't this like pineapple? Oh, isn't no, the yeah, pineapple is the semen, those, isn't it? <laughs> those are all like myths. You know, I mean, I, I think that probably the only thing you really could do potentially is if you drank lots and lots of fluid to dilute things out, but there is nothing that's consistently going to make things taste better, um, except for if you use like a flavored, you know, lubricant or something. But I mean, realistically, yeah. like nobody really tastes good anywhere. Like even if you like suck on your arm, it doesn't taste good. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. But it's so funny that, that you say that about the the asking questions, because I'm like, yeah, like even the other day I was at my gynos and when they're like, and scoot down and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, you know, and it's just like, it's, I don't right. know it's, why. What we really should say is move down so far that you feel as embarrassed as possible and you're in the right position. <laughs> yeah, 1000%. Is there something in the book where um, you guys, because it's you and your, is it two friends? 
Uh, two of my colleagues, yeah. They do two of I your do. colleagues. Mm-hmm. Okay, I love that. And did you guys kind of have like a piece where you're like, I'm more knowledgeable in this area or it was just like a overall group effort? Um, I don't know if it's more, I think we're probably equally knowledgeable, but everybody definitely has their own interests. So like mm-hmm. one of my colleagues, she does transgender surgery. So she wanted to write that chapter. And, um, you know, I'm very interested in like female sexual function. So I wrote that chapter, but. Wait, interested in what? In female what? Female sexual function. And what is that? Exactly? So like uh, just how your like if you have normal um, sexuality. So female sexual dysfunction, whether it's because of lack of desire or inability for your oh. body to respond normally, pain with intercourse, a female sexual dysfunction is defined as if it is actually causing distress in your life. So let's say that a woman is, you know, 75, she's widowed, she has no desire, but she's not bothered by it. That's not a dysfunction. But let's say you're 35 and you don't understand, you've totally lost your sex drive. It is putting a lot of stress on you and your partner. That is definitely a dysfunction. Okay. Got it. That's so interesting. Um, you know, it's, well, the, the other interesting thing is, you know, I think we attribute a lot of things to hormones that have nothing to do with it. And we don't appreciate what hormones can do, you know, half the time. So like when I'm mad at you, it's not necessarily because it's that time of the month. Maybe you're just really being a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> right. Maybe I'm just actually really angry at you. Hi, right. Having said that, though, it always does usually land at the week. That's know, like right that. before my period. <laughs> I, it drives me mad because and then I hide my period. I right. used to hide my period from my ex-husband so that he he can be like, oh, that's why you were right. a raging bee. Right. There's I'm no like, way you, nah. can let, you can't let him know he's right. No way. <laughs> yeah, not a chance. Um, well, everyone go get a woman's guide to her pelvic floor. What the is going on down there. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, I, I really appreciate, appreciate it. And I thank you for bringing attention to these topics that women, as you point out, are embarrassed to ask about. So, you know, I just want all women to know that there are people out there to take care of these issues. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks. All right. Bye, girl. See ya. Bye. You know, I don't even know where to start with this because it's the comfort, it's the style, it's the whole look. That's what I love about my Tacovas. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots and Tacovas is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend and Tacovas has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Shop by your local Tacovas store, have a complimentary drink and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's tacovas, T E C O V A S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's of kid treatment. 
Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.